Welcome to NC15 from CFA Society, North Carolina. I'm your host, Pedro Bernal. This podcast brings you an unbiased lens on finance and investing through short conversations. Our guests are the most interesting and accomplished people. In a concise format, we discuss the top issues or salient questions impacting our guests. In this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Taylor Riggs. She co-hosts Bloomberg Television's The Close. Riggs is also an on-air reporter for Bloomberg TV, covering general news and bonds, equity, and the currency markets. She was previously an editor for Bloomberg Brief Municipal Market, a daily print publication covering municipal debt. Before joining Bloomberg LP, she was a markets reporter for The Bond Buyer, a daily print trade publication covering municipal bond buy-side investors and sell-side analysts. Riggs received her BA in journalism and BS in communication studies from New York University. She also earned an MS in finance at John Hopkins University's Harry Business School. Riggs is a CFA charter holder. We talked with Taylor Riggs about her rise to the top, the importance of the CFA program and mentors, and finding the perfect culture and ecosystem to grow your career. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for asking me to do this. There is no better way to start 2022 than with you, Taylor, one of the top television financial reporters and a CFA charter holder. You are very popular among investment circles and CFA societies worldwide. We're ecstatic to have you join our NC15 podcast. Can you please describe your journey to the top and any challenges you had to overcome, any guidance that you were able to provide to our listeners? Yes. So I certainly am not sure I feel like I'm at the top. I look around and there's incredibly smart people that I speak with, whether it's on air or speak with through the society, but maybe I'm smart by association. I'm associated with those people. My background has been hopefully a guideposts for people who maybe don't have a linear career. I think one of the biggest takeaways is that I didn't know that this is what I was going to do. A lot of people around me say, I knew I wanted to be a reporter or I knew I wanted to be in the investment industry. And they had a very clear goal. And I think from a young age, I was always curious and tinkering with things and interested in being around smart people. But being an on-air TV reporter for Bloomberg, I didn't think in my head was necessarily the end goal. So I think if there's sort of any advice or hope I could give, and I think this is important for women, careers are very long and they don't have to be linear. So I went to NYU for journalism school, graduated in 2009. (laughs) The world was falling apart and the only journalism companies that were hiring were financial reporting positions that were available. And I didn't know anything about finance. And so it was really good in a way, a crash course of figure it out. I knew how to write. I knew how to think. I knew how to ask questions, but I didn't know finance. So I just woke up. I read the Wall Street Journal every morning and just slowly figured it out. Well, then a couple of years later, I found out that I was still pretty grossly underprepared for the real world and started the CFA journey. And it really has been... 
I think for me, the most rewarding experience that really kind of pushed me more into finance and gave me, I think the confidence that I needed that um, I'm smart, I can do this and stay toe to toe with the people that I was interviewing who were also almost all as you charter holders as well, or CEOs of major companies. So I think that that helped me. And then I was like, you know what? I need a little bit more. I think for me, the charter was a great three-year crash course. And then I realized I wanted to go back and get my master's in finance and learn a little bit more about balance sheets and cash flows. And it was sort of like a three-year crash course into level two. And so I finished my master's in finance. Then slowly along the way, then I was writing and still in print. And then a radio broadcast opportunity came up. And then the TV opportunity came up. And I was producing for Tom Keen, who was a charter holder, and he was encouraging me along the way. And so things just sort of naturally developed. And so I think the biggest, you know, sort of piece of advice is that careers are really long and they don't have to be linear. I was speaking, actually, and you might find this a funny story with the CFO of Mondelez the other day. And in talking with him and getting more on his background, I was speaking with the CEO of Mondelez. And I was looking at his background and he's a vet, like a a veterinarian. And I was like, how do you go from going to medical school and learning how to treat veterinarians to now being the CEO of a major like global consumer brand. And he told me his story. And it was really nice that careers aren't always linear, that you can kind of reinvent yourself a million times. And that's so reassuring. So I think that's one of my big key takeaways is just keep learning, keep kind of putting yourself out there and and do what you need to do to sort of gain that confidence so that you really feel like you can thrive. The finance and investments industry is male dominated. Mm. Is there anything that you can think of that females can do to support females or what can males do to support females in their career goals? That's a great question. What has been so nice in my career is that some of my biggest mentors, supporters have all been men. The head of TV, a former charter holder that I worked with, the former bureau chief of our newsroom, the first man who hired me at Bloomberg, his boss, they were all men and they have supported, encouraged, allowed me the freedom to do some of the side gigs, you know, my main job, but also studying for the CFA on the side, getting my master's in finance on the side, going back to school in other areas. So I think number one, I feel very blessed that men have supported me along the way, but it also needs to come from women. And I have been also so incredibly blessed by being around women in this industry. I can name at least three or four women who have been on-air co-anchors or on-air colleagues who they have all been so confident in their careers that we have created an environment that is not hostile or threatening, that all the women I work with have seen me, a, a young woman, kind of grow up under them. They've put their arms around me and they've said like, you're not a threat. We all have different skills. Maybe I'm more of like the balance sheet girl, right? If I always am talking about level two of the CFA, right? And and learning about cash flows. I'm working with
with a woman right now who is crushing it when it comes to crypto. She knows more about crypto and NFTs than I do. I'm speaking with another woman who's really, really good with sort of these long form interviews, themed interviews, investigative story interviews. And they've all come to me and we've all had these great discussions about knowing our different skills. And when we are all creating that environment that is non-threatening, non-hostile, while also knowing I have some skills that are better than them and they definitely have other skills that they're better at than me, we can all coexist and be really warm and welcoming and encourage each other. And I don't know if this has changed over time, but there certainly has been this culture at Bloomberg where there is enough for all of us and we can all thrive and be successful. And so I've really also had incredible women around me from a, you know, sort of financial investment management point of view, it is a male dominated field. I think maybe that was one in the back of my head reason why I wanted to get my charter. I think I felt like it would give me at least on paper, a way to sort of go toe to toe with people in my group, right? I wanted them to know that I had the chops, that I could cut it, that if I were interviewing a CFO, I understood what the balance sheet was. And it sort of also maybe gave them to look at me of like, oh yeah, this girl can do it. Like, let's have a fun conversation because she knows what she's talking about. You know, and I think that that can go with women as well of maybe it lets you into sort of this old club and gives you that street cred. Um, but we also have to be so supportive of each other. And I think that women have in the past been uh, portrayed as one has to be better or one has to succeed at the expense of the other. And we really have to change the way we think about this, where we can all succeed. And I certainly have gotten that at Bloomberg. It's been incredible. I mean, the banter that you see on air is real. People always always ask me like, oh, are you, do you guys actually get along like that offset? Or is that just for the camera? Actually really friend. And so I think that that's really important is just to really be supportive and stick your neck out for other people. One of the things that we do is interact with a lot of students. Comments that we get from females is that building their confidence is, is so important among mm-hmm. them. And also the, the concept of failure. Um, anything that you can share from that front that might give a glimpse as to how success comes through sometimes through failure. Tons of failure. I probably fail every day on air. I make at least one mistake. There's a few moments actually that stand out in my mind <laughs> when you were asking about, you know, young women or young college students, maybe who are thinking about this career. I mean, I was 22. I got my first job. I didn't know what a hedge fund was. And I was starting my, again, the fall of 2009. The world was still in big turmoil after the financial collapse. And my brother-in-law kind of looked at me and said, like, you're starting this job on Monday. Like, how are you going to do this? And I'm not going to lie. The first few months on that job were painful, brutal. And pick yourself up and try again. You just have to keep walking through it. Doesn't mean, I mean, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it you, you know that you'll get there. It's just painful along the way. But I follow this great sort of blogger, David Goggins. Everyone read his book. And he always talks about the path through hell. Is, is painful, but it's so worth it. So my first job, I failed massively. Eventually, after the first couple, maybe couple months, six weeks or so, I can't really remember, you sort of finally start to get the hang of it and you start to thrive. I'm trying to think of some experiences at Bloomberg as well. I mean, there's clearly topics that I'm better at than others. 
And so I think one of the big pieces of advice is, you know, I'm much better at the nitty gritty finance or fixed income, for example, is a specialty where I feel like I know it. I started my career in municipal bonds. But if someone comes to me on politics, that's not my strength. I'm much better at sort of the balance sheet finance stuff, right? So I've had to fail a lot when it comes to learning about politics, learning how to speak about politics on air, knowing that I don't really like it. I prefer to talk about finance, but I have to learn to be well-rounded. And you fail and it's rough and then you kind of have to get through it. And the good news is when you fail and you fail publicly and you fail on air and you fail and it's live, the world doesn't end. And so you think, okay, I mean, that felt pretty bad for me, but the world's still moving and I have to still keep moving. And as they say in my business, the show must go on. You have to come back after commercial break and figure it out. So you really can learn from those experiences. And I'm a big fan of failing to learn. Maybe because I've done it so much, but it, then it comes through confidence and Pedro, what you were talking about. And this, there was a very clear moment for me. I was pretty like unsure. What am I doing with my career? Do I want to be on air? I'm not really sure that I have the confidence and the projection of the confidence to do this. And it was a couple of days after I found out I'd passed level two, which by the way, I failed level two the first time. So I think it's important to realize you fail and then you start studying. And the first time I failed, one of my wonderful mentors announced it on air live. He said, Taylor has failed. She has to start restudying. The countdown clock begins 362 days. Let's go. So he publicly outed me, which was great. Sort of uh, reminded me to work harder. So I'm not embarrassed again. (laughs) And then I finally took it again and passed. And there was a moment like three days after I passed that where something clicked and I just figured out like, okay, I think I can do this. And that moment will come maybe unexpectedly, maybe when you're not really looking for it, but the moment comes and then you figure out that things aren't going to fall apart after all. And so a lot of it, I think, as you said, is like some of that internal confidence. And for me, that internal confidence came from doing a lot of schooling. That doesn't mean that that's the path that everyone takes, but that's, I think, what I needed to be able to fail and still get through the show or still get through the next day. If that, if that makes sense. It certainly does make sense. And students appreciate us to hear stories such as those. Yeah. One of the things that we do with our NC15 listeners is to survey them and ask them, we're going to have this person on the show. This is going to be so exciting. What should we ask them? And the question that came back for you is that, What steps do you take each day to be so knowledgeable about so many different and diverse topics? Can you give us some of your insights? Yeah, there's two things that really stick out to me. The first, and I know that this isn't a plug for the Bloomberg Terminal, but while we're here, Pedro, I can make a plug for it. It's actually a (laughs) best resource. (laughs) Absolutely, right? You know, I can come on in the morning and run, is it NI Heads for headlines, top to get all the top stories, read Go, which is all the most read or of what people are reading the most popular stories. And so it's been a great resource to curate not only internal 
stuff, but the Times, Dow Jones, I read Barron's on Saturdays. I used to. And, you know, sort of great ways to make sure that within the investment world, I'm on top of what the market chatter is, what people are interested in, reading, 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 besides some of the schooling that I did so that I actually understood what I was talking about. I think for so long, people, financial journalists, and I was like this at 22. This was my own story, writing on things that I had no idea what they were. Speaking about topics that I had read a story, I'm pretty much regurgitating it, but didn't truly understand what it meant. And that's where some of the schooling, the CFA charter has helped me understand what I'm reading. I actually get it. And then that's what makes it easy is I actually maybe sort of understand the nitty gritty stuff. But I think the other end of that, and I want to emphasize this, is knowing your skills and knowing what you're not good at. I have two amazing coworkers that I work with every day in the afternoon show. And what is so fun is we all have different skills. One man is great on micro, individual stocks. What stock is in a bear market? Another woman, she's incredible at crypto and NFTs. I don't know what an NFT is. She could tell you like the back of her hand. I like fixed income. And so when we make it look easy, it's because we all play to each other's strengths. And they're so good at coming to me when we're having a huge rate of change day on bond yields, a Federal Reserve meeting on a Wednesday. Great at tossing to Romaine when he really knows alphabets in the bear market. And he's giving the superlatives on that. Caroline, the crypto, Bitcoin's falling out of the bed. What's happening? And so some of it is knowing my strengths, but also knowing my weaknesses and being able to go to people who know more than me about that individual topic. And kind of bouncing around like that has made it look easy because I'm very cautious about speaking about things that I don't know of. And, And there's a lot of those. I think I'd mentioned politics. That's not my strength. So I can speak a little bit, but I also just have to know what's a great question to ask the expert. Because I think there's this sort of theme that I'm an expert. I'm just here speaking with the experts, the people, the investment managers that are on our show who are in the markets, managing billions of dollars. They're the experts. It's just my job to get them to talk about it. So knowing those questions to ask and then letting them run with what they do best, I think has also served me well, sort of like knowing my my place and my role. We do appreciate your time, Taylor. Of course. Thank you for having me. I hope that if there's young women, young men, anyone thinking about if finance is for them, if it's the juice is worth the squeeze, I would say yes. And I'm always here to help talk, provide advice. I don't know if I have any, but always here to help in any way that I can. After talking to you, the future is definitely bright with perfect role models like you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. To all our NC15 listeners, we appreciate your support. We look forward to bringing you the best leaders. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us on your favorite service provider. We love hearing your thoughts and it will help others find us. Also a reminder, past performance is no guarantee of future results. This material may contain an assessment of the market and economic environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. Forward-looking statements are subject to certain risks and uncertainties. Actual results, performance, or achievements may differ materially from those expressed or implied. 
This is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations for any individual. This material should not be considered a recommendation to buy or sell securities or a guarantee or future results. The opinion expressed is based on information from sources believed to be correct, but no guarantee could be made to their accuracy. The information contained in this report is not written or intended as financial, tax, or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek financial, tax, and legal advice from your professional advisors.